Previously on the Africa Borderland Center podcast. We'll be looking at challenges of insecurity at the border community of West Pocot, how lack of development, poverty, idleness of youths brought about by being out of school can pose a threat to economic development for others and how it transcends into acts of violence, cattle rustling and the likes. Going to school for me was an accident. It was not because education was a right to us, the pastoral kids, but it because we were extremely extinguished by raids and the few people who remained and the few cattle also were consumed by cholera outbreak in the 1980s. So we had to go to towns to find food to eat and that's how we went to school. When you talk about um Uterestiveness, you understand? Uh, you, the, the, the meaning of restiveness means these guys are, are not happy. Mm. They are disorientated. They, they are marginalized. The, the situation they find themselves is not their fault. They are not happy with the system. Because this is where infiltration of arms come in. They think they don't have future. They're only interested on today. Today, what they will end today. Enabled by the proliferation of small arms, these criminals deprive these farmers of their livelihoods and sell stolen beef to growing urban markets. The Africa Borderland Center Podcast. You really need to be determined to thrive in a setting like West Pocot. But I'm glad that William Aliu Kim and others like him never faint despite being born into a community filled with so much adversity. They are making a remarkable impact in the lives of the youths by aiding them to make something meaningful out of their lives. Here, here, like a popular artist says, we rise by lifting others. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome to the Africa Borderland Center podcast, a 12-episode podcast series of the Africa Borderland Center, sharing stories, rich, inspiring stories and experiences of people living in in borderland communities across Africa. My name is Bumi. And my name is Uju. Hmm, don't they just sound so harmonious? They sure do. I could just go on and on listening to them sing. The magic being that they sound better when they sing together in harmony. And that's the center of our conversations today. Well, today's episode makes the popular quote by renowned German aviator Dieter Uchdorf come to life. And it says, it's your reaction to adversity, not adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. Today, we'll see how Caroline Cheyech and others like her in Kongelai village of West Pokot County, a border community in Kenya, are constantly putting in their best, holding each other's hands to thrive economically. This is a very big deal because West Pokot County of Kenya is a locality arrived with a lot of customs and practices that could easily puncture the hopes and aspirations of the female gender. And 
It takes a lot for women to swim against the prevailing cultural and societal tides. This is a place where a 9- or 10-year-old girl can be secretly genitally mutilated and married off as a child bride to a 60-year-old man. So yes, today's story is a very, very big deal. Indeed, Bumi. The chances of being an educated female in West Pokot are very slim. There is a high poverty rate and a lack of regard for women and girls in general. They are not considered valuable enough to invest in. Look, in fact, West Pokot is one of the five counties in Kenya with a high fertility index of seven. I mean, seven children per woman. Hence, if care is not taken, a woman is bogged down by too many, too frequent or too close pregnancies. It's quite disheartening. We could go on and on, but our focus on this podcast is not to reel out all the limitations that exist in West Pocot, particularly for women and girls, but to tell you that even in the middle of these limitations, the Chumbiot Women Group, a clique of women united by what they have been through and what they hope to achieve which is of course a stable life peace and joy are charting new frontiers together they find strength in their unity with each other and as tough as a broom bunch together wow i like that illustration i am hoping that this episode will inspire you who's listening that irrespective of whatever disadvantages you may think you're faced with or maybe born with into from whatever part of the globe you're listening from to pick yourself up and have a goal towards your dreams because no matter how tough what you're up against may be there is always hope a lot of the women of the chumiot group lost everything but despite it all they keep upping the ante continually and i hope that encourages you to do the same and never give up on your dreams now let's meet caroline and the chumiot women group shall we there is a proverb in kiswahili that says unity is strength. That means when people come together, they find strength in each other. And that's why we at Chomyot Women Group have come together and joined our strength together. That's why we're saying unity is strength. My name is Caroline Chech. I am a teacher, a leader, and a women's rights activist. I live in Kongelai. I was brought up here in Kongelai. Here we are facing numerous challenges, such as hunger and drought during periods of low rainfall making it difficult to achieve good harvests. We also have challenges, like children and women not receiving proper education. Additionally, there are issues of conflict in this area. People do not live in peace. Despite facing numerous challenges, we as a group, strive and come together. We unite as a group, despite facing challenges. However, 
We continue to persevere. Our country is also held back by recurring conflicts with neighboring communities. The Chomyot Women Group was established in 2012 and has 30 female members. The group was founded by women who faced various challenges, some coming from vulnerable families. We've been able to uplift ourselves. Some of the women sell vegetables, others make and sell beads. There are those who sell honey and livestock farming, such as goats and cows. Would you knowing how Caroline is the secretary of the group and the only formally educated member, plus how those who are from disintegrated homes are able to draw strength from the others, causes the lyrics of the Bill Withers classic of 1972, Lena Me, to kick in. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain. We all have sorrow, but if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely strength in numbers. Another beautiful thing is that these women do not only help each other to improve their finance and businesses, they equally support each other. Perhaps one puts to bed, the person's family has a celebration and, you know, things like that. They put their widow's might together and give it as a token to such a one. At this point, we'll take a break and tell you more when we return. Still to come on the Africa Borderland Center podcast. At this point, let us get to hear from Evelyn Ube, who is a women's rights activist, what it is like being a woman in Africa trying to rise above the norm in the face of seeming disadvantages. COVID-19 pandemic was a very difficult time. Everything came to a standstill. As a group, we couldn't meet because all gatherings were prohibited in our area. There were no church services or group meetings at all. We couldn't carry out our regular activities. We had to stay home. And our incomes decreased, making it difficult to support our families. And then online intimidation. If you start offline, you still be attacked online. Even when women make, you know, posts just to speak about ills in the society, you're being tagged as a feminist. So that means patriarchy is ingrained on our minds and it manifests in all spaces. The Africa Borderlands Center Podcast. 
Welcome back to the Africa Borderland Center podcast where we have been looking at how women of the Chomiot women group of Kongelai village in West Pokot County in Kenya support each other and ensure no one is left behind. At this point, let us get to hear from Evelyn Ube, who is a women's rights activist, what it is like being a woman in Africa trying to rise above the norm in the face of seeming disadvantages. You're welcome to this podcast, Evelyn. Thank you for featuring me. Do you think women, I mean the female gender, have it tough in Africa to keep their heads up? Generally, um, in Africa, before, now let's start um, tracking the records of um, women in terms of the environment which in which they operate from okay. the pre-colonial era. We've had stories of women that were actively involved in leadership before the advent of the European colonialists. For example, then what's now called the Northern Nigeria, as at that time, there was no even Nigeria. We have stories of um, Queen Amina of um, Zazao. One would ask that if African women were relegated, if they were not in positions of decision-making, you wouldn't have narratives about Amina of Zosa. Uh-huh. That means women were actively involved in leadership, in decision-making, in public life. And that was the northern region, which was quite conservative. Let's move down to the to the southern Nigeria, okay. where we had the western, the kingdoms. Women were also very active. There was Iyaloja. They were in charge of um, women and in charge of um, markets. So that means women were controlling. At that time, they were involved in decisions around the economy. Also in the what is known as the Igbo region now, women, the Umwada, these are the first daughters in each family. They were also involved in decision-making. So this means that to a very large extent, women were involved in decision making and they were what they were controlling the economy. Now, at the advent of the colonial masters. So in your they, opinion, they don't have it tough in Africa? Is that what you're no, saying? as at that time, the advent of the colonial masters, where they imported their, you know, foreign culture. Of course, even at that time, they were, you know, patriarchal traditions. Yeah which reinforced the marginalization of women. For example, women were sacrificed as virgins. They were seen as symbol of purity. Mm. These were some of the practices that um, were anti-human rights. And also women were forcefully given out in marriages. Mm. They had no say over who exactly they were going to marry. Even mothers could not decide who and when their daughters got married and how. The men were taking those decisions. It was a mix, but it became worse at the colonial era where women were the ones controlling economies. They were not u- they were not used to paying taxes. And the colonial masters came with tax regimes that were unfavorable. The proceeds from their businesses was also used to run their homes. And this was affecting them negatively. Hence the pushback. We have the Aba women riot. We have the Eba women riot. All of them were pushing back against these taxes that were unfavorable. Women were now further suppressed and their, their power was also reduced because they were pushing against the government that was unfavorable to them so yes it, it, it was it was a mix of course there were traditions where women were oppressed and women are still heavily oppressed as it is today the patriarchal nature of our society does not permeate women to 
participate effectively in politics. We've heard of harassment of um, candidates. In Nigeria, the stories of um, Natasha Akpotiv in Kogi State is still very popular. Then the killing of um, some um, women leaders of political parties, killing and maiming of women leaders of political parties. And then online intimidation. If you start offline, you'll still be attacked online. Even when women make, you know, posts just to speak about ills in the society, you're being tagged as a feminist. So that means patriarchy is ingrained on our minds and it manifests in all spaces. So of course that would also mean that women in Africa, from what you've said about the pushback, they demonstrate high level of resilience mm-hmm. against the environment and of course the society so that they can keep their heads high. Correct? Yes, keeping heads high. But it, it, it is beyond keeping heads high. It, it, it's about addressing societal injustice. You, you mentioned resilience. That's women have all ac- across Africa have, have demonstrated um, resilience in an um, appetite, the quest for independence, and they, they're still pushing to entrench democracy. So, um, for example, in, in the case of apartheid in South Africa, yes, Nelson Mandela was heroized. Some articles and research about the good works he did. But of course, Winnie Mandela also played a role. But these narratives are not put out there. Because of the patriarchal culture, the narrative about Winnie Mandela was that she cheated on Nelson Mandela. And it's been purported everywhere. Nobody ever spoke about the role she also played in ending appetite. Then, looking at Liberia, it's also one um, story that has been told all over. I would refer us to watch this, the story of Pray the Devil Back to Hell. Let's understand. We, we need to understand and tell the story and remind ourselves why the first female president in Africa came from Liberia because women played a significant role in ending the civil war. They called out Charles Taylor and Liberia is where it is today. You cannot forget the work of strong and resilient women like Bowie. She organized women from all walks of life, both illiterate, literate, and they were able to, you know, create a platform where the rebel leaders and um, also the government and the ECOWAS leaders came together to find a lasting solution, conflict in Liberia. So yes, women have been showing resilience amidst all of these challenges. For the fact we have violence against persons prohibitions law in Nigeria enacted in over 30 states in Nigeria is as a result of the resilience of women's movements. Uh, we know that you cannot unborn yourself as a girl child, particularly in rural communities like Kongalai village in West Pokot. So what would your advice be, you know, from your experience? Of course, you can't unborn yourself. I'm happy to be a woman in my next world. I still be want to be. I still want to be born a, a, a woman. It's a very toxic world, but then as African women, um, particularly as black women, we, we we are built for resilience. Just keep speaking out. Your voice is your strength, and lend a hand to the other woman or the other girl who cannot speak out. This um, takes me to the point of solidarity building, the point of organizing. Society pushes us against each other. We have to compete for everything. Jobs, we have to compete for men, we have to compete for literally everything. Society pitches us against ourselves. No, 
women are not enemies of women. It's oh. just a, a, a narrative to disunite a very strong force. Oh. So, if you if you meet that woman who needs help, lend a helping hand. Right. If she doesn't have the voice, lend her the voice. Build that solidarity. In the face of everything going well with the women, how did they cope when the COVID-19 pandemic struck? and tampered with their businesses. That was one, uh, permit me to use the word plague, the world did not expect. Governments of great nations, Mm -hmm. hotels, event companies, barber shops, beauty salons, banks, all came to a halt in the face of this pandemic. How did these women cope? COVID-19 pandemic was a very difficult time. Everything came to a standstill. As a group, we couldn't meet because all gatherings were prohibited in our area. There were no church services or group meetings at all. We couldn't carry out our regular activities. We had to stay home and our incomes decreased, making it difficult to support our families adequately. During that challenging time, the UNDP group came and assisted us by providing a partial meal machine. We have it as a group, which has made our activities sustainable. This allows us to earn additional income, save as a team, and gradually expand our businesses. The good women of Chomyot Group stand together and strong, and this shows that no matter the storms one faces, one can weather it with a team that is of one heart, one vision, and one goal. I agree. One can only imagine how far and how well these ingenious women will go together. It brings to mind the African proverb from a book by Victoria Odoi Atsum that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. The Chumyot Group is going together. That is as much as we can take on this episode of the Africa Borderland Center podcast. Next time on the podcast, we would be in Megatari International Livestock Market in Jigawa State, Nigeria. Was it a Nigerian-Nigerian border community? And of course, we'll be finding out how the livestock business is booming there. What are the challenges? What are the gains? What can we learn from these people? And of course, is the country tapping into that market enough? And a whole lot more. It's going to be an interesting experience. My name is Bumi. And my name is Uju. Catch you on the next one. The Africa Borderlands Center podcast is brought to you by the United Nations Development Program, UNDP. Africa Borderlands Center.